Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. The Sports Detention Football Show. Thank you very much for checking in for your uneducated analysis of the football world with a uniquely Australian perspective. I'm here with my co-host, Potty. Cozzy, how are we, fellas? Very good, thanks, mate. Very good. Great to be here. Love a Monday evening. Chatting all things football, especially after a Toffees win. Oh, yeah, it's great. Great to be here, guys, once again. Um, great to be here after another Arsenal win, too. So uh, let's get into it. <laughs> this is some sort of a stitch-up because I've only just noticed this. I said to Potty when he rocked up, I was like, why are you wearing your Everton kit? Like, because ter- we've just done the Sports Detention podcast as well. And now you're wearing your Arsenal kit. You guys have gotten together today and bloody drummed this up, haven't you? <laughs> you pack of wankers. That's I'm sitting here, do. for the listeners at home, I'm still sitting here wearing a, a army green Rivka t-shirt, so no sponsorship there. No sponsorship. Now, it was brought up by uh, Cos just before that uh, I did, in fact, lose our bet a couple of weeks ago. Now, I wasn't dodging that paying my dues as far as the bet was concerned. I was crook last oh, week. I know yeah. everyone. Full not, of shit. Yeah, call them <laughs> bullshit. You bring the jer- you bring the jersey next week, Greg. I'll put it on. I I actually want the jersey to wear myself, so <laughs> I might I might not actually make you do that. Um, speaking of feedback from the previous episode, though, um, Cosy, the the question I didn't get was about your audio as such. The question I fielded mostly around the week was, why does Cozzy hang out in public toilets? <laughs> so can you please explain to the listeners what you did last week? Well, no, it wasn't a public toilet. So thanks for just tarnishing my image with that, Grego. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had some comments. Um, uh, was I hiding in a tunnel? Uh, did I have to escape into my panic room no none of the none of the above um i was just patiently waiting for the podcast to start and was just fiddling with my uh buttons my audio buttons just trying out oh, a few voices. rookie error so yeah uh <laughs> and that was the result oh and as you can imagine when you gave me the recording for editing the next day <laughs> i got it in and the first thing i just went Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what is this amateur hour? <laughs> the shit I deal with each week. <laughs> oh, big money sound effects it is. Big money sound effects right there. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, made any other feedback from last week? I hear you got a bit cosy. Yeah, yeah. I had a um, comment that rolled a few feathers from last week's show, boys. Um, I don't know whether you remember, I, we were speaking about goalkeepers and I made the mm. mention of uh, the fact that goalkeepers, they're a bit of a different breed. To, oh, you know, the goalkeepers have been yeah. after you this week. So the goalkeepers union's up and about. So mm. I ran into uh, an avid listener um, uh, from the Wolverine Football Club, Burnsy, and Burnsy, I said to him... Not happy. No. I said, commit to me otherwise. And he said to me, this was his quote, boys, get this... It's the other 10 blokes that are different. Why on earth would you run around for 90 minutes when you can sit in goals and blame everyone else? I can't argue with that. No, that's mm. foolproof, that. Yeah, well done, yeah, well so done. Yeah. We love the feedback, so if you've got any feedback for us, get it on the socials, etc., or hit us up. Especially, especially any other goalies out there who, mm. who want to chuck in their two cents as well. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. And it's not the last we'll talk about goalkeepers on today's episode. I can assure you that. All right. Should we get into the uh, get into the previous week, mate? Let's roll, mate. Let's roll. What have we got? So, uh, victors over the weekend. Arsenal, Brentford, Burnley, Everton, Newcastle United, Chelsea and Liverpool. Bournemouth and Aston Villa played out a draw, as did West Ham and Palace and City and Spurs uh, this morning played out a draw as well. So, uh, and in the A-League, the Raw, the Wanderers uh, re- played, out a, played out a draw, as did the Central Coast Mariners and the Melbourne Victory. And the Phoenix, um, Sydney and the Melbourne Heart got the wins. And I think uh, MacArthur and Adelaide United might be playing as we speaking, boys. Mm. 
Um, one for the A League, Cosy. Did you catch this one? Because I know you're you've generally got the finger on the pulse. The um, Hart versus the Jets was that a penalty or not? Did you see that, mate? I did not see that. Unfortunately, this week I wasn't able to catch up with too much A League. But I know the article. I know the story you're talking about. So I'd love to get your thought on it. So, and this is like we said. This this podcast is an uneducated view on football. Okay, that is our tagline. I'm going to show how uneducated I am by breaking this down. Simply the fact that, to my interpretation, because the goalkeeper technically wasn't the last man, he escapes a red. Is this correct? Because they've deemed, and if you could get the offside lines out and whatnot, the two defenders were further forward or further back to closer to goal than the goalkeeper is this how it works uh loosely i, I i'm not real sure on it either once again because um, i think because also too something that people get wrong is the goalkeeper counts as a player so it needs to be two players not the last man everyone calls it the last man but it's actually two players so say for example a goalkeeper comes out then if there are two defenders back um, that's that's what constitutes the last man. Am I right in that as well? Yes. Yeah. So you're talking about Jamie McLaren, uh, Jamie Young, the goalkeeper coming out and clattering into the player. Yeah. So yeah. to me, to me, the way I look at, at it from you know obviously a, an uneducated perspective is I would go that's still a goal scoring opportunity because it's an open goal. So regardless yeah. of whether you're the last man or what, if you've used a professional foul to blatantly hack someone down in a goal-scoring opportunity, it's a red card. Mm. So, so what- But obviously the ruling on the field was given that because he wasn't technically the last man as, as per the rules, he got a yellow, I believe. Yeah, yeah well, okay. not a red. So he's, mm. it's... I think it's that old adage of uh, that clear and obvious goal-scoring opportunity. And with the players on the inside, I don't know whether it's, um, you know, that they're that far back or they're the last line or whatever it is, but would that guy, would that player, that attacking player, have scored the goal from out there? And there is a big argument there for, well, if there was a goalkeeper in the goals, yeah, fair enough, that probably would, wouldn't be a red card. That would be a yellow card. But considering it's the goalkeeper that actually takes him out and then there's no one in the goals to stop the ball if he had a shot, that's where the confusion comes in. And, and looking at it, that's where the confusion comes in for me too. It's like he was a long mm. way out but outside the box. But 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 aren't we overcomplicating it? So the, the, the goalkeeper's committed the foul. Why do you think he committed it? <laughs> I would never call it a foul. The goalkeeper has committed stupidity. That that look, there's only one way of explaining that. How is a goalkeeper do you end up outside your eighteen yard box? <laughs> <laughs> Going shoulder to shoulder with an attacking player like the goalkeeper, and you know, I, I mean, if I'm, is it Jamie Young? If I'm yeah. him, I'm bloody, I'm buying a lottery ticket because, quite frankly, you got away with one there. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like he's he's miles out, and and you know, when the goalkeeper's coming out to clear a ball, it's like they're they're close to, if not going to win the race to the ball. He's not even yeah. close to the no no more than the defenders or the attacker. Like, I, who knows what he's doing? It's crazy. But I'll go back to your point, Potty. I think uh, if you look at the laws of the game, that deliberate unsportsmanlike or that deliberate foul, whatever. I don't. I don't necessarily know whether that can be given a red card. Like a red card has mm. to be violent or um, some sort of um, okay. So that this is our rug. This is our rugby league mindset floating into the football world here, where you know, like a, a professional foul would be ten in the bin, or you know, that's that's where I think, yeah. Whereas, um, but also too, if on the flip side, that's probably saved him, hasn't it? Really, that idea of it being last man, mm. and then they get the old lines out and go, well, technically he wasn't last man, so you know, you can't just automatically give the red. Yeah, I think as well. The guy, the defender, does get a touch on the ball, but 
He's the ball's moving away into the corner flag as well, so that's probably saved him. Yeah. If, if it went past him and he's running onto it and it's near the goals, he definitely would have been in a lot more trouble. So it's sorry, it's not deliberate. He hasn't deliberately taken him out. Oh yeah, he deliberately oh. took him out. It was a show. It was a shoulder check, mate. There, I mean, you couldn't even like if you were playing PlayStation. That's not a conservative tackle. Yeah. That, you haven't hit the circle to make that tackle. It's you know. It's essentially you've pressed square, yeah. but he stayed on his feet. Yeah, it okay, was yeah. no, nah, it was, and that's what I think is is you know made him so you know just put him put him out a bit. That's that's all. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, um, rightio, potty headline of the week, mate. What do you got for us? We'll move into the heavy hitting stuff. Uh, mate, so uh, my headline of the week, I've sort of broken this up into a couple of, um, uh, well, three subcategories. Harder to pick than a broken nose. EPL sides struggle to find week-to-week form. And so there was a couple of uh, different sides I thought we'd focus on this week and steering us away from the, the, the clubs that, that we love. And my first one was, how could you pick them? Uh, we couldn't at the beginning of the year, that is. Uh, good few weeks for Eddie, uh, but is he still on borrowed time? Eddie Howe. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he can't take a break for Eddie, can he? <laughs> this, is, this is us doubling down on our predictions, isn't it? Like... <laughs> so what do we think, boys? So... <laughs> I think he's had possibly what could be the best win of the season on the weekend, and we're still calling for his head. <laughs> Well, we did mention at the beginning of the year, so I thought it was prudent to go over it. So they've they've um are they three on the trot at the moment? Um, but they have also lost to uh, yeah. uh, Bournemouth in the last month as well, and um, it's struggling for that real consistency to push for for a top four spot. So I'd agree with that. Yeah. Definitely, consistency is the issue there. Um, you know, they had a good win. They absolutely battered United on the weekend. Um, you know, but. Yeah, I think there's like you're saying, Potty. There's always that 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 cloud hovering over St James's Park that they've got these owners who just still yet to really you'd feel enforce what they want mm. on the club um, and put it into place. You you just with what every other big ownership takeover we've seen in the past you would expect more to have happened at newcastle by now and it hasn't so we're almost that that's got the the questions going i would say yeah and you know i I still sort of feel like fans of newcastle must be like they oh they're deluded mate don't worry about them those (laughs) newcastle fans (laughs) every time they feel like they're getting they still chant shearer every week he hasn't played from for ages (laughs) Oh, geez, that's going back, isn't it? <laughs> what do you think, Cos? Yeah, I, I totally agree with Gregor. How long are the silent partners going to stay silent on this one? So, I, I, you know, we mentioned the bagging of Eddie Howe. I was one of the loudest critics at the start of the year. Um, he's had, mm. But you look at his last three games, he's had a decent run, beaten United, he's beaten Chelsea and had a draw in Paris, which arguably they probably should have won that game without that dodgy... Uh, penalty decision you go back they've lost the last two before that and and then there was the Arsenal game which we won't talk about but so you know the last month hasn't been all that bad we know they've got some injuries um, they've got some players that are really stepping up to um, play really well so but yeah I, I'll always think the pressure's on Eddie because I bagged him at the start of the year so as soon as he mm. goes boys I'll be jumping on that bandwagon <laughs> with the told you so don't worry about yeah. that <laughs> And I must, I must put it out there that I, out of all the, you know, the teams who have had that, you know, that ownership takeover, if you're going to buy a football team and actually, you know, invest big money, you Newcastle is the club that you go for because you can't deny that there's a history there. Mm. You know what I mean? When you look at someone like, you know, a club like Man City, like they... You know they they haven't got anywhere near the history of a Newcastle United. It's a one city team, like so. For me, that further you know plays into that narrative that I think you know big things are going to happen on Tyneside. Mm. I, they they're inevitably going to happen, but you know, are they just playing the long game, the Saudis, and just 
you know, ensuring that they're, they're doing the right things, whether it be FFP, whether it be going through the processes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they they will be competing in the in the near future, mm. Newcastle United, mm. that's for sure. Good Someone point, who, Could I just ask, Gregor, you, you said they were a one-city team. So does that mean there's other teams out there that are two-city teams? Yep. There's... Um, there's Manchester a, City. They're they're irrelevant. Or are they a one team city? <laughs> they're a one team city. Sorry. Just yeah. Checking. Just yeah. checking. Yeah. Oh. Birmingham City. Mm. Leicester City. Um. Next sub headline. Uh, Reese isn't the word at Chelsea. Mm. So I really had to work that one in there. <laughs> Buddy, that was where you were last week, wasn't it? You were coming up with these headlines. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Fuck, I hope it didn't take him a good? week. These are real good. Oh, leadership an issue at Chelsea. Um, so, uh, last... <laughs> with Thiago Silva, yes. I mean, because when Reese isn't there, Thiago just hands the game on a platter to the other team. Well, so a couple of weeks ago, Reese James was sent off, was he not? Against uh, Newcastle. Yes, yeah. And that was... Um, I don't know if you caught that game. I was going to. Um, I, I was thinking about bringing it up last week, but um, um, so they had that outstanding performance where I think Berta was uh, reveling in their performance against Manchester City the week before. I'll say Berta because he's not here to defend himself. Mm. I can't remember, but um, we're talking about how well they played. And the next week they come out against Newcastle. It starts. Um, I think it was um, uh, one all after about um, forty minutes. And then they just shut the bed and just yeah. uh, basically threw it away. And and this, the 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 two yellows like they actually did throw it away. Tiago Silva threw the game away. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the ball to Joel Linton. Yeah. Okay. So what do we think? What uh, Chelsea? They've got a great performance in them, but this is just where they are. This is their future. We're just happy to see it and we move on. Look, I'll, I'll jump in on their body. Um, Reese James is the captain at Chelsea, but this is a, an indication of where Chelsea's at because they've brought in so many players. They've had a turnover. Um, someone like Thiago Silva, who is a natural captain, isn't guaranteed to play week in, week out. Reese James is, so there you go. He's going to be more likely to be your captain. Connor Gallagher's another one who puts the armband on as well. Um, you know, when you're looking at Reese James and Conor Gallagher, like Conor Gallagher was on loan to Palace 18 months ago. Mm. You know, coming through, they're a young team. So it's really, is leadership an issue? I would say yes. Leadership is going to be an issue for a club like Chelsea at this point in time. Mm. Yeah, I think if the results don't come, that model of having a young team with and then instilling a young leader, but then you've also got the older players in around the dressing room, that can come back to bite you a little bit. You know, if you don't not getting the results and people start looking around the change room too, do you know, you boys know what I mean? Like you just, you're the mm. older heads mm. are sort yep. of going, well, why wasn't it him? Why, why him? Why wasn't it me? That sort of thing. So, but I think it's, I think it's a positive. I think he's, yeah, he's from what the little I've seen, he looks like a good leader. Mm. And um, the final club I wanted to have a um, quick touch on was uh, Dull Days at Brighton. So uh, another cracking headline I clearly um, spent about two minutes coming up with. See, if you had have made them see Dull Days I knew I should have gotten some feedback. Um, so, uh, look, let's be honest. Uh, Brighton, uh, they scored a win against Nottingham Forest uh, last week, and um, which I believe was their first win in the EPL since the 24th of September. So um, that's a fairly uh, dry stint for them. Look, were they just purely and simply doomed the second bird to tip them for Champions League? <laughs> Was that the end of it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a season ticket holder there. But... <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, he was going to uh, pick them or predict them for big things. you leave Berta out of this. He's a bit gullible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Cosy, headline of the week, mate. What do you got? Crying wolf. The Wolves manager cries over wasting time in the Gunners game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, seriously, boys. Boo, hoo, hoo, cry me a river. 
I like thought it. you were going to talk about Scott Wolf, Party of no. Five or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, that takes me back. Oh. No, no. Uh, my headline, Gary O'Neill, Wolves manager, came out after the Arsenal game complaining about how the Gunners were wasting time. Um, now, this just, just makes me laugh. It could have even gone into the Who Cares report. Because, you know, teams in the bottom half of the table have been doing this to the teams in the top half of the table for the last, what, 20 years or even longer? Like the, Every you know, team does it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Some teams do it when they're winning. Some pe- the, the lower half teams, they do it when they're drawing, you know, and all of a sudden Arsenal are winning and, and they're having a go at Arsenal and it's just, oh, I just had to laugh, boys. I don't know what you think. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, what else you got, mate? Uh, my other one, sheep in wolf's clothing. Oh, it's, there's oh, mate, a theme. There's a theme today. <laughs> so let me ask you this, boys. Manchester City struggling to beat the top team. So are they a sheep in wolf's clothing? If you go back no, and have a look at their results. No, they're fucking <laughs> cheats. I know you guys what you're going to say, Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you do it. <laughs> but, Allegedly, um, Gregor? No. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, legal team, allegedly. Uh, Tottenham a draw, three all. Liverpool a draw. Chelsea a draw. They beat Manchester United, but and then Arsenal beat them. So if you look at that, they've got what three points, four, five, six points out of those five games against you know potentially top four opposition. So are they just pretenders? Are they flat track bullies, boys? What are your thoughts? Um, I'll defer to Potty on this one. <laughs> so sorry, Manchester City flat track boys. Yeah, they can't beat Tottenham. They can't beat Liverpool. They can't beat Chelsea. Yeah, I've, you know, you, you could well be right. I mean, uh, at the moment, they're certainly not playing with the same sort of prowess. I guess they were at the back end of um last season but I'm just surprised you're saying this Cosy like oh, you, know, you know with Arsenal three points on top <laughs> well <laughs> you know like you've got let's to get, be fair to Inkham too like I, I know you the knife in when you can <laughs> oh mate let's be fair to Inkham like you know the media has been so far on Erling Haaland's nuts over <laughs> the last time like the goals he missed on the weekend like, I mean, sitters, absolute sitters. If it was Darwin Nunez, I would get it. But Erling, like I spoke last week about how you just give him an inch and he'll take a mile, and that that was how he scored. But, I mean, the goals he missed against Tottenham were, I mean, yeah. Mm. There was one It was bad. Tottenham gave him 10 yards and he didn't take yeah. it, not, not let yeah. alone an inch. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, and but you won't hear anything about that because they all love Erling. Mm. <laughs> no, so you want we'll to see. see, boys. You know, once upon a time, when, uh, probably 20, 20 odd years ago, you would look at the top four because it was a pretty clear top four, and you would do a mini table against the teams that are in the top four and how they go against each other, and that would be a fairly good predictor of the Premier mm. League outcome. So fingers crossed, boys, fingers crossed. This is just a well. sign of things to come. Mm. Yeah. I would just, uh, yeah, just make sure Mikel keeps taking his meds. <laughs> we have nothing uh, to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Headline of the week, uh, Liverpool almost reamed by Fulham. Now, um... That was a that was a dodgy offside. Like Fulham, like when you look at it was clearly offside, but it was just the the momentum of the game. When you look at Liverpool versus Fulham, like you four three to Liverpool, Liverpool got pumped by Fulham. They and Darwin Nunez, I mean, he has come out on the weekend. I don't know if you've seen it, guys, but he looks like Cal Drago <laughs> out of bloody Game <laughs> of Thrones. So inconsistent look consistent misses because he still managed to hit the post every time that he lashed at the ball. He just can't score a goal, that bloke. Um, But I think Liverpool was so lucky to get away with that against Fulham. And Fulham have the ability to do that to teams, you know, especially away from home. What do we reckon? Did you just catch that game, did you, boys? Uh, I caught some of the highlights, I think, of it. Um, Is it... 
are they just in that vein of form at the moment, Liverpool? Where oh, I'm not concerned about the form. I just wanted to know your thoughts on Darwin Nunez's haircut. Oh, no, I didn't. Say. <laughs> no. It looks like they've had a bit of spare time in the dressing room, and they've been sitting around doing each other's hair, braiding, you know, braiding yeah. it, and plaiting it, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. look as I've spoken about before, I don't often give people hairstyling tips. They they just they don't they don't warrant my form. <laughs> Rightio, so Premier League have set the date apparently. That's the uh, the yeah. news coming around and uh, saying that they set the date for the, the, the Man City debacle. But um, And we talked about it briefly last episode about the uh, the great trophy distribution and I even I had some feedback and it was actually from a member of this panel who came and abused me during the week and said, you said that United would be getting like nine titles. I said, In well, a row. I just threw a number out there i knew it sounded good but anyway bit of hyperbole. i've been corrected so the great trophy distribution where and we're assuming that both man city and chelsea will be stripped of all their titles because as the premier league ethics committee here at the sports attention i think we have the right to do that mm. well I'd um can the commission throw leicester in there too because surely they cheated no, no, that's no, that, okay. that's that's never going to happen. The that's just. I mean, you should take that as a win just because Tottenham choked. I mean, <laughs> however, radio Liverpool would get three titles. United, we would get four titles, and it would be seven in a row, not nine in a row. Arsenal would get the title. You happy with that, Cos? Sure. Would you take that? Now, the no. big question is, Tottenham would also get a title. Arsenal fans, listeners worldwide, Arsenal, would you take that title if it meant Tottenham gets a title as well? Oh, wow. What are you doing to me? <laughs> this is... This, I mean, it's a tricky a one, one, isn't it, Cos? Because you, you don't get the moment to enjoy. You just get to... Go, oh, that's satisfying in a way, but you don't like you don't get that moment where they clinch it, and mm. you've got to give Tottenham. You got to give it to them. Yeah. If yeah. you were, if it was me and saying Liverpool, um, yeah, I wouldn't be giving them a title. No way. I, I think you've got it pretty easy in this conversation, Gregor. You're sitting back there going, the team you hate's going to get stripped of all their titles, and we're going to get seven. So I think you're pretty comfortable in this conversation. I don't think you've got much to worry about. <laughs> and from my point, yeah, of but view, I don't mind Arsenal and Tottenham. Like, I mean, if you any any time, if you ask me who would I want to win the league if United are not going to get it, it would be Arsenal for sure. Yeah. Or you know, or Tottenham. I, I Liverpool, I, I can't stand, and City, I can't stand. There's no negotiating there. Yeah, you don't like City. Oh, there you go. Um, no, I'd say no. I'd say no. You've got to win it, fair income, I think. Mm. And the ability to say that they've still never won a title or however many years it's been, I'd like to keep that up our sleeve. So your hatred for Tottenham outweighs, your outweighs the glory oh. for us. Yeah, but it's, is it glory, though? Like, you know, you've got to you just, I don't know. It's, it's been, it's gone, it's passed. Yeah, so yeah, it's at this point you realise that had you have gone the other way, we would have said you wanted to get give Tottenham a title, and <laughs> yeah. you're pretty much, you're well pretty played, much, you're pretty well much a Tottenham fan. So zigged and zagged around that one. Okay, the final one, guys. Final headline for me is agents of aptitude. Now, the Premier League has halted changes apparently to the agent rules proposed by FIFA. So FIFA's put a raft of new changes through. Um, looking to just regulate the industry of um, of football agents now, Cosy. I know uh, you've read the um, the football leaks book, and you sort of I, I've read it as well. Obviously, I, I was the one who lent it to you, so that's how we know that. Um, <laughs> where it highlights the dark side of agents in football, and it's it's pretty crazy. So there was obviously there is a very, very ne much a need for regulation in this area. So FIFA's proposal was that there'd be a 3% cap on fees, so that would be wages. So you could only 
um, charge a 3% cap, which is very familiar with uh, sort of American sports fans would know that that's pretty much the going rate over in US sports is you've got a 3% agent's fee, so on your wages. Um, but also to a 10% cap on transfer commissions. Now, it would absolutely blow you away when we talk about, say, for example, you know, Paul Pogba goes to United for £90 million. Manchester United pay out that £90 million. Juventus do not get £90 million. They don't even get anywhere near it. Like when you break down, and this is all just allegedly and, and me throwing out numbers out there, I would say that Juventus were probably lucky to get 30 of it by the time you break down the fees. 30 to, you know, it would be around the 30 to 50 region. Like there is just like, you know, so much agent fees and so many so many different levels of commission that are paid across, which, um, and I think another big one that sort of opened our eyes to it, when Leeds were going broke, they sold Harry Kuehl to Liverpool for $7 million, And I think Leeds only got like $1.5 million out of it. All the rest mm. of it were commission fees and fees that needed to be paid on it. Like, it was crazy. So you go and broke and you sell someone for $7 million. It's legislation and business legislation in the UK. So they can't do it at this point in time. And there's a few big firms that are challenging it. But also, too, is they highlighted in the article that only 52% of the agents who sat the test were able to pass it. So I think that was maybe a bit of a... <laughs> Well, I think that was maybe a bit of a slight dig on the amount of cowboys that go around in the agent world that they were uh, trying to highlight that, you know, these, you know, potential agents aren't, uh, aren't quite up to scratch. So, yeah, interesting one, but it's something to keep an eye out for. And, and in terms of regulating that, that cesspit of, of uh, football, the sooner the better. Sounds like a hard test, Grego. Well... Just on the test there, Grego, I noticed it was a pretty tough one. Yeah. 20 multiple choice questions in an hour. And they only had to get 75% yeah. correct and only 50% of them did that. Well, so, there you go. Wow. And these blokes are cash in. They, I mean, they know how to cash checks. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Uh, drunk murky. Uncle Trivia. Cozzy. Now, we haven't even mentioned it. Berta's headline isn't happening this week. Berta has, isn't joining us. I don't know if you've noticed, listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the lack of a mention. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, like we love Berta here at the show. We're 30 but, minutes in. Um, anyway. Um, Is Berta yeah, not so, here? So, um, yeah, well, moving on. Drunk Uncle Trivia. Okay, boys. So, once again... Thinking on my feet, I've had to reshuffle the questions here. So uh, here we go. And continuing on our theme that we've had over the last couple of weeks about player shirts. Mm. So this one's come in uh, from a listener, and it's about the most popular shirt sales based on teams. So what I'm going to do is I'll get you to pick a number, and we'll, we'll go five questions. That's usually the standard. So five, yeah. five questions. You, you'll pick a... Pick me a number, I'll find the team on the list. So it's each Premier League side. What player from that side have they sold the most shirts of? So who's the most popular player in the team, basically? Okay. Okay. You feeling me? Yep. I'm hearing it. Here we go. So, Grego, uh, pick me a number. Uh, two. Number two. So Aston Villa. Who would Aston Villa's... So the popular. so the player now who makes the the club yep. the most money. Yep. So uh, shirt sales this season. Shirt sales who, this season. Yeah. So who have they sold the most shirts of from Aston Villa? Um, Ollie Watkins. Correct. Potty. So what is it? Sorry, Cosy. A number between. Just give me a number. One and twenty. Uh, five. Okay, Berta's favourite team, Brighton. Who, which player would they have sold the most shirts for from Brighton? Got to uh, be Casado. Dunk. <laughs> oh, it was Dunk. That's a it was Dunk. 
Oh, I like it. Left, left field, but no, sorry. Not correct. Gregor, you want to have a shot? Um, I'll have a shot and I'll say... Um, the It's two. It's either Matoma or um, Ansu Fatty. And your answer is... <laughs> Oh, so it's one of those, is it? I'll say Matoma. I didn't say it was one of those. No, who is it then? No, Matoma is correct. Well done, Grego. Well done, Grego. Right, next one. Number, Grego. Uh, seven. Chelsea. Oh. Who are Chelsea's this season? <clears throat> most shirts sold. Chelsea this season, most shirts. Um, Raheem Sterling. No. Incorrect. Uh, do you want to have a shot at? It's it's not the bloke I bagged out earlier, is it, Reese James? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> so I was the bloke who I've slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> they love him. They love shirt. him at Stanford Bridge, <coughs> and you're not welcome. Oh, well, okay, I'll get Righto, through. Potty. What? Give me a number. Um, uh, eight. Eight. Number eight. Ooh, this might you might have a bit of trouble with this one. You're gonna have to think long and hard. Everton. Oh, is it uh, Calvin Lewin? It is, Calvin Lewin, well done. And for anybody who's questioning what that uh, scrunching was, Potty's just having a soother. <laughs> no sponsorship here. Okay. Well spotted, mate. Um, awesome. 13. 13 would be Luton. Oh, yuck. Um... Do you want a clue? Uh, a clue. Yep. This player's last name uh, was a. F- uh, I don't know whether that's a relation, but same last name as a former Liverpool defensive midfielder, central defender from the nineties, late eighties. A very. A very. Very big name in the Liverpool shirt. Oh, could I give less of a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um Hippia. No. <laughs> no, I'm just throwing it. Out. <laughs> I, I don't have any idea, Cosy. No. Paul Rudd, uh Pelly Ruddick is Paul the, Rudd. The, the, oh, <laughs> Paul Rudd. But, uh, who was a Ruddick that played for Liverpool? You know who I'm talking about. Wasn't he the former, like, acting Prime Minister? Philip Ruddick or something? <laughs> Righto, Greg. Uh, Potty, what that was, number? That was an ad for me. What, what number did Greg just pick? I don't know because I'm just making this up as I go. <laughs> uh, 14. That was what I Newcastle. just picked. <laughs> 15. Newcastle. <laughs> Oh, it's got to be Howe. Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Oh, no, no. Shearer. Oh, probably would be. <laughs> Dale? No, not correct. You want to have a shot, Grego? Um, current Newcastle. You're buying it for your kid. Anthony Gordon. No, Bruno Gumares. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Depends on what part of the country you're coming from. <laughs> Righto, Grego. Uh, 20. Wolves. Oh, oh I just want to say Wang, but it's, it's not <laughs> Wang. Um, if I was a Wolves fan, I'd get a Wang. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Wang on the board. And Potty. Uh, tw- 19, mate. 19. West Ham United. 
Oh. Mm. So this, you need this one to... Current scores 2-1 to Grego. You need this one to tie. Uh, I have no idea, mate. Um, West Ham. Would you like me to... Go, mate. Jump in. Archer. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, as I was saying, I was like, "Don't play for him." Hey, there is no, there is no archer who plays for West Ham. No, there is he, a he Bowen. For, there's a bow. He plays for um, he plays for Nottingham Forest. Oh, so for the listeners, for the listeners at home. Oh. Cozzy is giving the tip to Potty by pulling a bow, and. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to Potty. <laughs> He's gone for the uh, the archer. The archer. He um. He's he, um, Cameron Archer. Plays for um. Cameron Archer. Plays <laughs> plays at um, Nottingham Forest, doesn't he? Oh yeah, no. Oh no! So incorrect. Jared <laughs> Bowen, of course, is the answer oh, to that one. Why is that video for that one? <laughs> Greg, I loved that one. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I was thinking he probably might say Arrow or something about Arrow, but not not Archer. Well uh, done, so there you go, Greg. You know, I did myself in. <laughs> you take out this week's Drunk Uncle Trivia. Oh, well done, very Gregor. good. Good job. Well done, Cozzy. <laughs> you are nailing the Drunk Uncle Trivia, Cozzy. That was a ripper. Thank you very much. And to all you archers out there... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go and get a start with West Ham. They're oh. hiring. All He's right. In fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with fantasy Premier League managing. You get to know some of the cheapest players out there. <laughs> they just get in your mind's eye. Oh. Rightio. Anyway. What's happening next week, Potty? Wolves versus Burnley. Uh, Luton versus Arsenal. Brighton versus Brentford. Fulham versus Forest. Sheffield United versus Liverpool, Palace versus Bournemouth, Villa versus the Cheats. Wonder who put that in there. United versus Chelsea and Everton versus Newcastle. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've mispronounced that one back there. Uh, Villa versus the Cheats, allegedly. Le, le Cheats. <laughs> allegedly. Yes. Um, Rightio, fantasy football tips this week. Um, Potty, what do you got, mate? Uh, well, Archer, for sure, get him in your turn. <laughs> get him in your turn. <laughs> but um, Gordon is a go. So he's been doing quite well out of Newcastle. Put one in the back of the net again. He's mm. been doing me quite well of late. And uh, Newcastle got a nice little run coming up, I believe. So get on, Gordon. Yeah. I can't wait to go into this tip. Cozzy, what do you got? I haven't seen uh, backtracking like this since Michael Jackson broke out the moonwalk. <laughs> uh, so champs to chumps. Take Cozzy's advice with a grain of salt. So I've just, you know, you, we're honest on this podcast, boys. We don't hide from the truth, even if it's the harsh, harsh truth of Cozzy having a shit run on the fantasy league. So I woke up this morning. I thought I was having a nightmare because I dropped down the. <laughs> I dropped out the table below Gregor. I thought, what is this alternate universe we're living in? So, yep, so Sun, Doku, um, I bagged Grealish last week. He comes on, scores a goal. Martinelli, it was just a long list of just, yeah, just ignore Cozzy's advice. So, But look, I'll, I'll, anyway. I'll relieve you of Grealish because quite, I think it was his first goal in like 27 games or something. Mm. I think it might have been 17 yep, so. or something. Yeah, but even more reason to ignore what I say next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing. I got nothing. He's got nothing. Oh, I just was waiting for you to speak of Sun because you had him in, then you had him out, <laughs> and then you said, "Nah, he's toast. He's cooked. They're no good." And he come out well, and he had a blinder. He actually scored a goal for Man City. He was that good. <laughs> yeah, he scored no goal and still got Player of the Match. So that's yeah. how far because his tips will get you. Oh, very good. Um, and mine, my tip of the week is the keepers are dropping like flies. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of keepers getting injured. So Pope was out on the weekend. Allison's he's out as well. Um, Jose Sarr has gone down. So it's really one of those things that you've got to be aware of because if you guys are like me, like you're really, 
you try to use that keeper as a as something to give you a little bit of bit of cash flow and you know if you're getting rid of or if you've got a a keeper who's costing you minimum wage but then you're losing them due to injury it can be hard to pick up another keeper whilst also trying to manage your roster so Mm -hmm. something to just keep an eye out on or also too on the flip side of that if you're getting rid of allison or one of the more highly paid keepers or the keepers that come at a, a higher cost um you might have to manage your squad to try and get someone or you just might not get them back hmm but anyway Good advice, mate. Good advice. Yeah. Well, it's coming from somebody who is climbing the ladder. Mm. <laughs> um, can I just add in there? I've just discovered, Potty, why Cameron Archer is so at the forefront of your mind. Why, mate? He scored uh, scored a goal and got 12 points in the Fantasy Premier League against Everton. Yeah, oh, he did. There you go. I, <laughs> thought you were, I thought you were going to say he's releasing a Christmas calendar. Nude. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> He's only scored, he's only scored two goals all year and one against Everton. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. It was he's haunting you. It was soft as toast as well, just quietly. But anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, who am I, Potty? You ready, mate? Let's go. But who am I? Fast wankers. But who am I? You are one pathetic loser. But who am I? Who the fuck is that guy? But who am I? Rightio. Who am I, Potty? What do you got for this week, mate? All right. We all ready, boys? Another edition. I was born in 1978, and at the age of five, I was sent to France by my parents to live with my uncle, where my love of football really began to take off. However, I soon became homesick and begged my parents to return home. While at home, I played football every day in a car park in the city, but my return was short-lived as both my parents lost their jobs and I had to return to France to live with my uncle. It was there I began playing uh, team football more frequently. My football career really began to grow when I joined the semi-professional club, Louvain-Lois, gaining a uh, reputation as a prolific scorer in the youth team and impressing the coach with my professional attitude. When I finished school, I moved to this to the city Le Mans, where I started playing semi-professional football. However, I get the feeling in nailing all these pronunciations. I am nailing them, mate. Don't worry about that. However, my first two years were marred by injuries as I physically struggled to cope with the training and match schedule. Halfway through the 2001-2002 season, I signed with Giangum. The second half... <laughs> oh, I nailed that one, mate. <laughs> Giangum. <laughs> I nailed that one. I know I know. we love pronunciation here and I've been working hard on this. In the 01-02 season, and it saw me make 11 appearances scoring three goals. Why my contributions helped the club avoid relegation, the coaching staff remained unconvinced of my talents. However, the next season I rewarded my coach its patience, scoring 17 goals in 34 appearances. My strong goal-scoring form attracted the interest of larger clubs, and at the end of the season I moved to Olympique de Marseille. <laughs> Anywhere close there, Gregor? Just, just Marseille. Well, I, I like to be. I like to nail it here, Gregor. I like to nail it. My strong, my strong form. Can, can we not be precise here? <laughs> my strong form continued as I scored 19 goals and won the National Union of Professional Footballers Player of the Year award. I also scored five goals in that season's champion Champions League and six in the UEFA Cup. At the end of the season. I was bought by Chelsea for a record $24 million. After my arrival at Chelsea, I scored in my third game for the club with a header against Crystal Palace. Grego. Grego. Now, you t- can you, what's his relationship with his uncle? He, what do you mean, what's his relationship? Well, there, there was something that you mentioned at the start that he... He lived with his uncle. He, he lived with sent, his uncle, he yeah. He got yeah. sent there, sorry. Yeah, so and he got sent from... I didn't say where from because the I'm, Ivory Coast. He did get sent yeah, from the yeah. Ivory Coast. So he, we're talking <laughs> yeah, about Didier Drogba. Didier Drogba. Yeah, yeah. Uh. 
Righty, yeah. Well done. Well done. Okay. No worries. Um, I mean, I I was thrown a bit. I mean, by yeah. how good all of my pronunciation yeah, was. Yeah, going calm, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, but I uh, yeah, I liked it, mate. You, you hit some really good uh, good points in there. Mm. Very good. And the pronunciation made on the mark. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Olympic uh, de Marseille. Olympia. <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> Rightio, Cos, who, who do you think, mate? Were you going with anyone? Uh, initially, I was with, with that going to France thing. Initially, I was thinking Zidane, but mm. he's not that old. He's older than 78. Yeah, yeah. Zidane, 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 but he'd be. He'd be, I don't know, he'd be, no, 50. In his 50s, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, no, I was, wasn't even close. It, I get stuck with one thing in my brain and I just can't shake it. Yeah. That's probably my life story, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Do you, I'll, I'll work on that potty. Do you just get whisked away with my French accent? Yeah. Oh, it was, I just closed my eyes. I could smell the croissants <laughs> and I could see the Eiffel Tower in the background and... I was there. Mm. Don't worry. I've got plenty more where that came from. <laughs> All right. Um, look, the final uh, final part of today, uh, guys, is we're going to get into the Who Cares report. What do you reckon? Let's roll. Let's go. You are fake news. And you're getting, you're getting named and shamed. You should have gone to Specsavers, Charlie, because I'll tell you what, he's not offside. Well, maybe you should go also then, Jeff, because uh, you couldn't see driving home the other night. Constitution, it's Marbo, it's justice, it's law. Look, I, I think the number one factor that should be considered here, who cares? Rightio, the who cares report, guys. Um, Berta, he's not here. Mm. Not here. <laughs> um, who cares? you let us into that one yes um guys i've got a couple of who cares it's no different to last week even when berta was here i've actually put them all in here so um anyway um so the first who cares report we got for this week guys um pep unleashes on anthony taylor while Erling Haaland and giovanni lacelso are involved in a heated exchange now pep is kicking off about did you see the um obviously they didn't play the advantage on the of the free kick so Erling Haaland was hacked down and they played a ball through to Jack Grealish and I mean he was going to butcher the chance anyway but um Pep's obviously kicking off about it but he also did have a little slight dig at Mikel Arteta because he said that I'm not going to go all Mikel Arteta so he made comment. He goes, "I'm not going to go as hard as Mikel did." So, well, it's yeah, a... it, was, it was quite a sly comment, wasn't it? Like it's basically, I'm, I'm saying what he said. Yeah, but I'm not saying what he said. Yeah, yeah, mm. but um, you know, at the end of the day, who cares? Who cares? And mm. also, to Erling Haaland and Lacelso involved in a heated exchange. It just, you know, at the end of the day, who cares? It just showed me that City are losing the plot. You know, they're in a funk post-treble and they can't get out of it and I couldn't give a shit. (laughs) Yeah. Couldn't give a shit at all, could you, mate? No, not at all. Um, Another one that you guys might be interested in as well, guys, is uh, evident are deducted points for financial breaches, but it could get worse. Uh, No, sorry, it's not that it could get worse. It could be a good thing is this article. Oh, yeah. So this article is saying that Everton are deducted 10 points, as we know, for financial breaches, but it could be a good thing because they didn't get deducted it last year. That's what they said. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What? <laughs> they they almost got relegated last year, but that's like me saying that, oh, you know, it could have been worse for Everton. They could have been deducted 10 points back in 1987 and they would have lost the title to Liverpool by one point Yeah, the last time they won the league. Like, what a fucking dumb <laughs> article to put out. Yeah. yeah, mate, I agree. You know, it exactly what you said. It's, it's not... It, 
who cares? Yeah. That's not what happens. So. No, no, that's exactly <laughs> right. Who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's a cracker. I like this one. United players weren't used to Fernandez when he arrived at Old Trafford. Like that is like you look at the <laughs> article and you just go. Yeah, of course. He's a fucking new signing, you idiots. And But that is literally what the article says. It says that the players were just taken aback because they hadn't played with a player like Fernandez. Of course, because he was playing at Sporting Lisbon, you idiots. He wasn't at the team. So, oh, I mean, oh, unbelievable. Oh, mate. Mm, so they had to they had to get used to a new player yeah. is what this article's about. Geez, that's some hard hitting journalism. It right is, that is that's some he- <laughs> that's some heavy research. I right think there, they would it? put that in the investigative mm. car- uh, category. That one, that journalism. Yeah, yeah. Put um, thought into that one. And you'll see a common thread with these who cares reports because a lot of it's got <laughs> Manchester United in it. And it's not because I'm a Manchester United fan. One of the hard things about being a Manchester United fan is that my club gets clicks, regardless. People click on Manchester United articles. So the amounts of shit that get written about my team are gobsmacking. This one, Manchester United... Can, Uni- can I add one in there then? Yeah, what's that? So... There was a massive story on the weekend about how that weather grounded Manchester United's plane and they had to drive the bus to the game three hours to Newcastle. Yeah, we did. Yeah. See? Who cares? Well, that's like, true. Who cares? you still got to go out there and win. If it was Jurgen Klopp, he would have bitched and moaned about it and said that's the reason why they lost and there would be a whole ra- a big big hoo-ha about it. But no, we just... The air conditioning on the bus wasn't cold enough or hot yeah. enough. But why was the plane grounded, Cosy? Sorry, the wind. Oh. Uh, weather, yeah, icy. <laughs> no. Icy weather and icy winds. Mm, yes. Apparently yes. the tarmac yeah. was too dry. A <laughs> <laughs> um, little slight dig on Jürgen's excuses there for, for those out of the know. Uh, Manchester United are under investigation by Trafford Council after visitors were allegedly served raw chicken at an event at Old Trafford. Oh. <laughs> now, <laughs> look, I'm going to put it out there. I sat up on Sunday morning and I watched my beloved football team, Manchester United, play against Newcastle United. Some would say play. I would say be taken to school by Newcastle United. It was disgusting to watch. I probably would have rathered some raw chicken. Had they eaten the to raw be chicken? Honest. <laughs> to, to be honest, like, it was a tough watch. But how, do they, how do they not know they were just vomiting because of their Manchester United's performance? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't... It's, it's obviously the, the, the devil is in the detail. It's, it's not talking about them actually being there for a football match. It was obviously just another event. So, yeah, it wasn't... They weren't impacted by the, uh, by the footballing illness so to speak. But uh, speaking of foul, uh, Newcastle United are foul. Um, Apparently, (laughs) this has come out, um, and I haven't troubled the links here, but Newcastle United have been voted the supporters with the most foul mouths. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Newcastle United fans are reportedly the fans with the foulest language in the Premier League. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I want to know, know, right, I'm I'm reading this article now, and one of the statistics in the article, it says that researchers found that the Newcastle supporters... Swore, swore every 116 words. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, good. Wow, well, hang on. Oh. Hang on now. How, how, do you, how do you measure that? What? Look, there's a bit, of, a bit of data those. extrapolation going on there. It's got to be. It's so, got to be. I don't know. How, how did, how, this, how, I haven't read the article in its entirety. Like, how were we... How is it measured? Is it someone going there and actually listening, snooping on, ears dropping <laughs> on people's mm. private conversations, or do they just send a whole bunch of um, conservative old grannies to the, the football and see Look, who gets the most offended? I know. think I think the offensive thing here is the fact that something's gone awry in this research and the fact that this 
research is claiming to actually understand what a Geordie is saying is probably the most gobsmacking thing about it because I don't know what they're saying when they speak. Must have an interpreter. Yeah. Well, unless they're saying Hawaii the lads or let's get more all like they do on Geordie Shore, I don't know what they say up there. Oh, Oh, but anyway, that'll do us for the Who Cares report for this week, guys. If you do find, listeners at home, if you do find some Who Cares articles or just some absolute shithouse journalism during the week around the football, flick it to us on the social media. you get us at Sports Detention, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, the whole lot. You know where to find us. Send it through. Um, and you might even, even hashtag it Who Cares, Who Cares report. That'll that'll uh, make it easier to find. Um, Rightio, boys, I think that does us for this week. Anything else to add to finish us up? Uh, no, mate, not from me. Uh, another fantastic week, lads. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, I just I just like to shout out to our mate Birda. Yeah, get over the crabs, mate, and we'll see. You oh, back <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> oh, the, uh, that's a scathing accusation. The itchy scrot. <laughs> I mean, knocks uh, over the best of them. Don't worry. Keep your head, keep your chin up, Berta. Yeah, by the amount of digs we've had in him and um, Jurgen Klopp Ooh. this week, we'll we'll definitely know whether he listened to the yeah. podcast or not. And don't don't get upset, Berta. Just it's COVID of the groin. We call it <laughs> COVID of the groin. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Rightio, guys. Uh, thank you, listeners. You know where to get us. Uh, like, subscribe on the uh, podcast platforms and, you know, if you want to get in touch with the show, you know where to shout us. All right, guys, that'll do us. Until next time, we say goodnight.